somehow my daughters fell in love with Formula One. I don't know how or why, but I'm not arguing. They may not know wheel, but does anyone? Hi, and welcome to We Don't Know Wheel F1. I'm Anne. And I'm Grace. We're two sisters who got obsessed with Formula One and decided to make our families listen to us talk about it all the time through the means of podcast. We are so excited today because we have the one person who truly witnessed our entire descent into madness of being obsessed with Formula One with us on the podcast today, which is our sister, Sarah. You want to introduce yourself a little bit? I know. It's been long awaited, highly anticipated. Um, I'm excited to be on the show today, ladies. I know you guys talk about me in every episode. I mean, let's just put it out there. I'm actually being name dropped. You are on the official text thread. (laughs) And so it's kind of hard not to name drop you. But I think I'm the sister that has the text thread on mute. And I will own up to that. Okay. I have no shame. Did you remove your I think she removed herself from the Instagram thread? She was like, bye-bye. Well, it's just on mute, which is like a healthy way for me to interact. I mean, everyone in my contacts is on mute, so it's exactly. fine. <laughs> it's called boundaries, okay? Yeah. It's called I want to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm actually very excited to do this, and, you know, today was a good race. It really so was. I jumped it on was the thread good... and I said, I'm coming on the pod tonight. <laughs> yes. It was a good weekend. Nothing to talk about. It, it's there is so much that went on this weekend. Before we get into it, Sarah, do you want to describe your like first memories of getting into Formula One? Sure. Yeah. So um, I remember going on like a family walk last fall. It must have been no two. I have no idea two when falls it's- ago. It was definitely not last <laughs> fall. It's all a fever dream. Um, <laughs> but we went on this walk and everybody was home for some reason which is really rare and grace was like we've all been watching this show sarah you have to watch the show everyone's into it and i was like no 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 and then i watched it and yeah i was into it and then i went home got a roommate into it and we watched the entire season three of drive to survive in a one weekend we just like sat down and like watched the whole thing and all my other roommates were like going in and out being like oh you guys are still watching you guys are still watching <laughs> and um yeah I don't know I used to say that like drive to survive was canon and the actual races were like not canon wow <laughs> I remember they this. were extended universe <laughs> But I, I think I've, I've flipped the switch a little bit this season. I've actually started watching the races and it's fun. But you know what? I like Drive to Survive, drive to survive too because it's like it fills the it's, like trash TV hole in my heart. It is its own thing. It is very oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's prestige reality television. It's doing its own thing. For yeah, sure. absolutely. So that's been my experience. But these two have definitely like dove into it much further than I have I don't really follow much uh beyond I don't know beyond like the people I like 
And also I will say, I know Grace is like the Tumblr girly and Anne is definitely in the Twitterverse, which is shocking and terrifying to me. <laughs> and I like to say within the comforts of Instagram. <laughs> Even though no really one's on TikTok. Instagram. No, no, maybe I should. Yeah, none of us are on TikTok. TikTok. Jamie's on TikTok. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so um, oh, that's me. I was going to say, name your first memory about racing because our dad outside of formula one like racing has definitely like had through lines and recently sarah and i were talking because our dad's been trying to get us me to go to the long beach grand prix which is an indy car race and something about like planning for that trip and getting ready for that made me be like i'm very certain my dad has taken me to a race before And I texted him because I was like, I have memories of being a very small child and going to a race car race. And he was like, yes, we went to a Trans Am race. I don't know what it was. I was like, who knew? Of course. (laughs) Blocked him out. Um, I think he took me to Road America, which is in, no, not Road America. I don't know. Brainerd? Brainerd International Raceway. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. When I was in high school, is what I remember. I remember seeing pictures of that trip with you and mom and dad. Yeah, that's what I remember most vividly. And it was fun. It was fun. Mm. Enjoyed it. That's the end of that, I guess. I don't know. I remember when I was a child, dad coerced me into watching Le Mans, the movie. (laughs) I love that. And it was... (laughs) Yes, it's a heartbeat movie. Before the start of the like, there's no talking. All I remember twenty four minutes, (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's just torturous because it's so long, and and it moves so slowly. And you, yeah, I don't need to go. I definitely never watched it in adulthood, so I can't speak to that. I have not. I mean, I haven't watched it in adulthood either. Just as a child when dad forced me. <laughs> Maybe that's the, the reason where I, he I won't. We've tried. We've tried. I we're gonna him. keep working on it. But maybe that's the reason why we're all hesitant about Drive to Survive at first is because we've all been traumatized by <laughs> oh, bad absolutely. racing movies from dad when we were kids. Yeah, we were burned yeah. by Lamas. Yeah. Yes. Amongst 100%. others. And also, I feel like dad is, like, he's so enthusiastic about the things he loves. He loves that, like, if he tells me about something, I'm like, I understand that you love this. (laughs) Does that mean I'm going to love it? No. But then I feel like, (laughs) but I'll listen to you, and I'll engage with you on this. But am I going to really get into this? Probably not. But then when Grace started telling me about the show, I was like, okay, well, this is new and interesting. Grace is watching an Intuit. Anne is watching an Intuit. They're both into the same thing. And dad is, I was like, something's not adding up here. And Something's then off. <laughs> dad is also kind of- on media. Yeah. Dad way. is kind of funny about how much he will invest in something though, because so even though Grace and I now have like accounts to be able to stream the races, and he won't do it you have to cut that out of the pod (laughs) illegal activity illegal activity but he said like 
So he said, like, so I don't want to watch it without you. And I don't know. He's weird. He also, like, won't watch the Vikings unless I'm there either. I literally wow. was just talking to them this morning, and they were both like, we just like the highlights. I know. <laughs> you know, I watched the 30-minute version today, and it was kind of great. Because you just get all the action. Yeah. And none of the fluff. <laughs> none of the fluff. <laughs> I am curious. Did they include the uh, drama with Checo and Max at the end of the 30-minute version? Briefly, yeah. They played the radio, the radio clips. Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. None of this Charles Carlos drama, though. So I'm yeah. still a little blurry oh. on that. So you might have to tell me what happened. But like, okay, when there was all the Pierre drama in Singapore about the tractor on tractor in the safety car, that I don't think you said, you said it wasn't included in the 30-minute race. Right, Grace? me i don't know i didn't watch it i watched the race i didn't watch that race also. <laughs> i don't know anyways um okay should we talk should we get let's into get it? in let's start at the beginning of the weekend qualifying qualifying you mean, you mean free practice one yeah okay sorry <laughs> i did not watch free practice sorry guys i'm not a real fan <laughs> checo is uh fastest in free practice one yeah, I heard yeah, that the horses were like the slowest in free practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man, no, I, this was the most exciting qualifying I've watched. I haven't watched a ton, but it yeah, was I mean, I, it was oh, exciting. Qualifying in the rain—that's a vibe. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. Yes, I especially in Q one, it was ridiculous to just like watch the times keeping it faster and faster and faster because someone would have set a time and then within like three minutes that time which had been like third is all of a sudden 18th and you're just like what happened because everybody is getting progressively so much faster so quickly it's hard to keep track of what was going on as the track dries out and then they got I think highlights they get to Q3 the whole everybody knows like it's getting darker it's gonna rain the entire race is Mm -hmm. like get to the front of the line to get out and get a lap before it rains and I remember seeing the the cars lined up and they hadn't said it but I saw there was a Ferrari with intermediates on I was like no you did not see that I did I could see the grooves on the tires no because I knew Ferrari was going to mess up the strategy. And so got that. her binoculars on. <laughs> the moment when Charles was like, am I the only one on intermediates? Oh. And they were like, we think you are. was just like heartbreak hotel. Oh, and Charles. Andrew like, this is the tiniest little track. It's so fast. And they were like, well, it's going to rain. It's probably going to rain. It's going to rain. And every- I don't know. <laughs> poor Charles yeah well and then I think there was a moment too where Carlos was like we need to go get out there (laughs) as they were like leave the warming blankets on and he was like get in the line why didn't you listen to me yes (laughs) my god and he was right (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of crazy that it's just like Haas was on the game enough to be like okay we want to get out first Kevin did one like good lap probably and not Kevin like an was, amazing lap but no mistakes 
really good. Yeah. Kevin did a good lap. He did an awesome Don't, lap. No one can take that away from him. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it turns into Paul. That was for Kevin. I'm happy yeah. for Kevin. I've means... always been a Kevin fan. He's the bad Liar. boy of F1. <laughs> Why do you say that's that? what he called himself? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that in Drive to Survive? Yeah, I think so. When he broke Gunther's door, <laughs> he's it. He, it definitely made me like, oh dang, I shouldn't have put him so low on my ranking last week. Yeah, yeah, but he's just <laughs> such a grumpy goose all the time. Like he's not. That's why I like him. Oh my god. He, but he's not like fun grumpy. He's not like I don't know. He's just like depressed grumpy. He's not like Fernando grumpy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fernan- I know you were Fernando thinking it. Spicy grumpy. And Kevin Magnuson is grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I was super happy for him and like how lovely. Gunter. 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 So happy. So Everyone's happy. happy. Gene Haas is like, it. finally. Look like a bunch of rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, um, oh. it was like exciting for Kevin, but also like a little bit of a bummer that it was a sprint because you were like, oh. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna he last. also did, but also like he did well in the sprint and like good for him. To, yeah. For, mm-hmm. You know, was- he had a, got a good race out of that. I think I had unrealistic expectations that he would be able to fight a little bit more and try and stay further up in the field. No, he was just here to like stay in the race. Today he was here to fight. <laughs> uh-huh. More on that later. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the sprint. I don't even yeah. remember the sprint anymore. It's I gone. actually watched Oh, the, the sprint, sprint is when live. um live. Max did poorly because they put him on mediums and everybody else is on softs. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, um, wasn't really paying attention to tires so much. Tires <laughs> 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 like decided this whole race, Sarah. I'm just like here for the vibes, you know? <laughs> She's here for the vibes. I like it. I'm tr- I truly I woke up this morning at like 6 a.m. because my body hates me and I was like I'm gonna go back to sleep and then I was like you know what I'm gonna do first is I'm gonna watch Carlos's onboard for the entire sprint That's because so crazy <laughs> why not because I thought to myself like I'm never gonna watch a whole onboard let's be real that's totally nuts yeah. but a sprint is fast so I would watch that whole on board. And I did. And at least for Carlos, there's not that much talking. <laughs> but I did feel like I got a very good feel for the circuit. How about that? Good. I got a good feel for the circuit. Um, and I, got, I barely saw him even overtake Max. I was like, gone, here and gone before I even noticed it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it felt odd this weekend to see the red bull struggling so much just because they've been so dominant all year but it made yeah. it more exciting definitely definitely 
made you be like it's it's always more interesting to see a race where like the dominant team and dominant player are not dominating so obviously yeah and I think Matt's driving 30 seconds off into the distance yeah and I mean like it was a fun race to watch even with the Mercs obviously like doing so well they it was still like there were a lot of players up at the top throughout that race Mm -hmm. for sure and well and everything behind Russell was so dramatic for those first like top five spots of like Checo and Carlos and Hamilton especially all of them like playing the different like undercutting overcutting games and yeah so much drama yeah was there anything else to say about the sprint I mean I thought the sprint was dramatic Um, but it was just that the race was even more dramatic yeah I'm trying to remember what else was significant with the sprint Mick had a good sprint. He went from 20th to 12th. Yeah, and Alonso was, like, last. What happened to him? I can't even remember. Oh, Alonso and Ocon. Oh, the fight. They're fighting. The boys are fighting. The boys are fighting again. (laughs) They are. They're all fighting, though. Every single team is fighting. They kind of are right now. Except for Merck. Daniel and Lando. Yeah. And Daniel and Lando. They got no, their fighting got their out at the beginning issues. of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most entertaining part of the Alpine fight was in the interviews afterwards, Alonzo was basically saying, like, I only have one race left with this guy. I don't really care anymore. I loved the onboard where <laughs> Ocon's, like, right, what is the name of the race engineer? Um, was like do not fight with Alonzo repeat repeat to me that you will not fight with Alonzo can you say it back to me (laughs) and Ocon was like I'm gonna pass Vettel let me pass Vettel let me race Vettel and And then the race engineer was like make me a promise that you will not race with Alonzo and he was like just let me pass Vettel fine (laughs) fine it was something with alonso and stroll yesterday is that what happened stroll Um, and vettel had an incident was that today i don't know i don't know it's all blurred we should know if we're going to talk about it so let's just talk about the race (laughs) well now i'm confused about the race no This is the problem with sprint weekends. It's yeah, too much action. Too much. <laughs> I was like overloaded. We should have recorded a little bit yesterday just to talk about the sprint. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. We should have. Yeah, that was but a spicy a one. Chat. A spicy one. Should but we? But that was fun. And to see Russell like win, that was great in the sprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Felipe Massa saying to him, like, this is the first of many was very sweet. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Should we move on to today? Yeah, let's hit today. Yeah, let's do it. Oh my God. I, it was such a roller coaster of emotions for me as a Chaco fan. <laughs> oh, girl. When girl. Max and Hamilton crashed in the beginning, and then Leclerc also had his crash, I was like, 
this is awesome. Checo is in <laughs> and, and he can get really good points today. This rules. <laughs> and then I felt like throughout most of the race, Checo's pace was decent, but never great. Yeah. And his yeah, tires really, were falling off very quickly. At the end was a little then, rough. It was so rough. And I knew as soon as it was a like full safety car and not a virtual safety car, and Checo was like the only one on mediums, everybody else around him was on softs. So they put him on mediums. I was confused as to why they had done that when there were like less than 25 laps left in the race. And the sprint race was 24 and they had him on softs. Anyways. Well, was he out of softs? Because weren't there teams that were like out of new softs? He probably had a set that had been used somewhat during qualifying or something like that. Yeah, that's what I, oh, so maybe yeah. they didn't think that, maybe they thought those softs weren't going to last him long enough. I don't know. But as soon as it went to a full safety car and they were going to be all bunched up, I had a very bad feeling that he was not going to be on the podium. And then it was way worse than I expected because he just kept getting passed and passed. And yeah, that was some good Ferrari strategy to send Carlos in. Yeah, Carlos really locked out. Really with the safety car because he was going to need to pit again and he was able to pit under the safety car yeah um, yes and Alonso did... did pass him Fernando yeah. finished fifth and Fernando Maxon sixth and Checo in seventh to the bottom to back up the man's a legend just... <laughs> he I know I like him more every race <laughs> the most in... he has the most insane drives this coming from the girl who has a Fernando shirt and says that she hates Fernando. Wait, you do? <laughs> I have a Fernando Alonso shirt that our dad gave to me before I went to Spain because I I <laughs> spent like three months in Spain after college. <laughs> and our dad was like, here, here's a shirt with a Formula One driver who was Spanish. And I was like, great, this means nothing to me, but cool. How did I never <laughs> know this? And then when we got into Formula One, I was like, why would you give me a Fernando Alonso shirt? <laughs> this guy? And now you're like, this guy. I guess. You should wear it for the next race there. Maybe he'll win. Yeah, maybe he will. I don't you never think he know. Will. <laughs> Hey, this was the first win of a team that was not Red Bull or Ferrari this year. That is so nuts. It's nuts. Which is another reason why this race was so fun to watch because it was like just at least something different. Those are always the best ones. Let's be honest. That's true. And for not a rain race, it was still like very spicy. Lots of stuff happening. What was was spicy? Daniel was once again yoloing it <laughs> not in a good way <laughs> it's, it's, i'm like i just kind of confused because it feels like he's like just falls to the wall because he's like this is like my last three races i'm just gonna go for it but it's like really really not working for him well, he was having a good drive until he hit kevin magnuson you mean in the, the first, first yeah he was having a first yeah. the, a good first lap <laughs> he was having a good first lap he was uh, 
I just loved the the thumbnail that one of you guys sent. <laughs> that was like the thumbnail of McLaren's um oh. to DNF finish today. Of oh, the video of the they have to, yeah, they Daniel make... and Lando talk about it. <laughs> it's Lando's birthday. <laughs> and he's had food poisoning. Yeah, and they both just look they look disheveled. <laughs> Yeah. Amanda looks like he's gonna like pass out or something. Like he's yeah. not having enough fluids. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it was such a bummer too because he was really he was having a good race, like yeah. a pretty good race. He was doing pretty good. It was his birthday. He clearly yeah. was like fighting hard for it because mm-hmm. of the food poisoning thing. And then his car literally just stopped working. Yeah. Okay. Lando's How is Lando birthday. Getting sick this year. Lando's birthday he has a weak yeah. constitution if I know anything about the way that that man eats he has a weak constitution <laughs> he's he's eating dairy. white bread <laughs> milk and ice cream milk bread <laughs> french fries <laughs> have you seen there's a uh, there's a quadrant video where they do hot ones and oh my Lando gosh. has a tub of ice cream. He's eating the whole thing. <laughs> I've only seen the screenshot of him trying to eat the ice cream, and then it's like he's not doing well or something. <laughs> oh and he gosh. has like he stuck his spoon in the whole thing, and he's like taking it out like a lollipop. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He has a weak constitution. I'm sure he's sick all the time. He can't eat, quote unquote, foreign food. He's very British. <laughs> foreign food. Foreign food. This guy doesn't know what Hamon is. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back to the Hamon video. Like it's supposed to be Carlos and Lando like sharing each other's food with each other. And Carlos is like, oh my God, these foods look amazing. And he's like, all this like fresh food, you know, like he's like, this is ham. This is a fish thing. This is a, like, he's got all these like real foods. And then Lando is like, oh my God, these are all the best. And he pulls it off and it's all like pre-packaged snack food. <laughs> and you're just like, what it's is also going? like middle school vending machine snack food. From yeah. The- yeah. And so I stand by my statement there um I want to do okay wee wee I was gonna try to sing the song for the Formula One race um special segment I want to call it grill the girlies oh boy grill the girlies and today's grill the girlies will involve the two of you trying to guess the Formula One drivers' ages and rank them by age. Oh. All of them? All of them. In honor of Lando's birthday. In honor of Lando's birthday. Okay. Fernando, okay. oldest. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I we're starting my at list. the top. Okay. <laughs> There's, I feel like, I, can I look at a list of them? Because I'm going to forget their names. I'll... Um, no, but Anne will help you out. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay. Fernando's wait, wait. I gotta oldest. pull up my Fernando's list of ages. Fernando's oldest, I believe he's 41. 
Oh, we have to guess. Oh my God. I think you're right because I think this is an, I need to figure out what date this article was written. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I believe that you are right. He was born in 1981. Somebody confirm that. Do math. some quick maths. Quick and? math, people. You gotta be prepared for your segments, Grace. I'm prepared in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I read the list. Yes, because in 2021 he would be 40, so he's 41. Perfect. He yeah. is. In like 2021, that? he would be 40. Okay. In 2022, is- he would be. I actually think he's 42 because his birthday's in July. He's 42. Is that right? Okay. Is that right? Sure, I'll buy Does that. The math check out. Well, you can just Google it. We're gonna have to do this with every driver. <laughs> I think once I get the math set on one person, I'll be able to kind of go backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Nano Alonso age 41. He's 41. Yes, thank you. Are you much. positive about that? I just Googled it. But how do you know that the Google is right? You think it updates person by well, person? Google's always right. Google. For age, Google Google's does. right. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. You are Next. correct. Fernando Alonso is the oldest. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. And how old do you think Lewis Hamilton is? Either 35 or 37. 36. I I'm gonna actually, say 37 think he is 38 <laughs> what? oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> no I'm not it says he's 37 but his birthday's in January so so he's, oh, so he's... he's 37 are you sure yes I just looked he's it up again than I thought he was. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's right again okay okay let's go on then it is 35 you are correct oh no it's really it's like kind of breaking my brain that lewis is older than seb right oh know that i know isn't that i think it's because crazy seb was such a young winner yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay Seb and then who else is there? How old is Valtteri? Valtteri is up there. I'm gonna um, let you just get like ages correct. I won't be diving into oh not order. No, I mean <laughs> I want you I want you to do it in okay, order. I want to say that we're all the same age. Seb oh, and Pay Mag are the same age and they're both 35. Four. Sarah? No, sorry, 33. 33. Sure. Seb? I feel like Seb's older than that. No, sorry. Okay. 35? Valtry and K Mag. Valtry and K Mag, 33. Oh. I already said Seb is 35. Okay. Okay. So you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um Valtry is um 32 Checo is 32 as my, well or, no whoa <sighs> this is whoa. confusing it's like oh Valtteri, Checo, K-Mag they're all right around the same age they are uh, 
Except K Mag is not. And in Daniel. That group. Wait, Daniel's is like K-Mag younger. Oh, Daniel, that's the one I was forgetting. He's in that group. He's like a year older than Botus. Am I right? Okay. Are you locking that in? What age are We're you? We're locking thinking? it in. Okay. So I'm going to say Daniel 33. Sure. 33. Oh, that right. Botus and Checo 32. K Mag 30. Okay. No. <laughs> so Valtteri and Daniel are both 33. Perez is also 33. They're all 33. They are all 33. Okay. Let's get into Kevin Magnuson. He's not 33. Checo is 32. What? Checo is 32. (laughs) Don't come for me with my math. (laughs) Are they all 32 then? (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's 32. Daniel's 33. When they made this list, they were all 32. But you were right. Birthdays Valtteri have happened. Valtteri is 33. Birthdays have <laughs> so I, I want to say, I was right there. Okay, you were right. But you were wrong about Kevin Magnuson. How old is he? I think he's 30. That's what I said. Or he might be, he's turning 30. <laughs> I don't oh know. Grace, this is He was more scared. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1992 in October. Yeah, so he's 30. Well. He's, he's 30. 30. He's 30. Oh, we're past October now. I don't know why I thought we were in September. It is November. <laughs> I don't it is know. Thanksgiving or a week and a half. Okay, okay. <laughs> Who's the next driver down that list? Um, Carlos. I can't. And he's like 20. Okay. Sure. Anne is right. Carlos is 28. I spent some time studying this uh what year drivers were born in when I sent that out to the group. Oh, oh my gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> this is why you don't mix you don't mute the te- text thread, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel fine about that decision actually. <laughs> let's hit fine. let's hit the midfield here, people. This Who's is where it gets left? hard. Yeah. It's where it gets really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Esteban Charles and Max somewhere. are 25. Okay, you're missing yeah. a whole bunch of 27-year-olds. Nikki 27. Latifi. Mm-hmm. Let's go 27. Let's That's good. Throw, um, uh, I don't know. I, I can only think of the babies. <laughs> Alex Esteban Ocon, he's been driving for a Esteban, while. Esteban, 27. Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly's in the mix there. He's been driving for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what do you want to say for Pierre? How old do you think he is? 20... 26. Six. I think he's my age. You are right. Who, who are you putting next? Um... Are there Lando, more 27-year-olds? He just turned 23. He's just turned 23. Are there more 27-year-olds still? There are more 26-year-olds and there are 25-year-olds. So don't miss okay. them. So Charles and Max are nowhere 25. 
Ruby is is Ocon twenty six. Yes. Yes, because he and Pierre are like the exact same age, from the same like twenty minutes apart from each other area in France. Yes. And there's um. Did you guys get? Is Alex wanna... twenty four? Oh, Alex Salmon. Or is he twenty five? Twenty five. Is he 26? He is. 26? 26, yeah. baby. I always think he's younger than that. Um, and then now we, we get into some 25-year-olds. We already said the 25-year-olds. Well, Charles and Max. That is correct. Charles and Max. Are there George more? George Russell. I think he's I actually... should be younger. Is he 24? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who's next after Russell? Lando. Lando's 23. There's another 24-year-old. Yuki, I think, is 22. Mick, is Mick the youngest? Mick's got to be the youngest. No, mm-hmm. Mick's 24. Or- oh, really? Mick is 24. Okay. Okay. Who are we missing still? Joe Yu. Who's someone young who's been in F1 for a long time? Lando. 23. That's... We got that. Birthday yeah, but you're still missing someone. I'm out of drivers. Young. You're not. Thinking in about F1 having for a long time. A, thinking about having a dad who finances you. Lance. Lance Stroll. <laughs> 20, 24. He started at Williams super young. Yep, he did. <laughs> he started Williams when he was like 18 or 19. Yes. Yeah. Before yeah. his dad fought Racing Point. Yes. He's at Williams Is first season of Drive to Survive, Sarah. Come on, it's canon. It's canon. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. So out. we've got a 24-year-old Lance. We've got a mm-hmm. 24-year-old Mick. Mm-hmm. Who's next? You've you've called out Lando. That was a good call. Mm-hmm. Now so 23. Three. Yuki's 22. Yuki is 22. I'm going to say one. Joke on you. 21 or 21? 22? Is he is 20? Really young? Is this his? No. Is he's 23, first? guys. Good try. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is his first season, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. <laughs> well, it's going to be Nick DeRee's first season next year, and he's going to be like 28. Mm-hmm. He's 27 right now. I didn't know that. He has a baby face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> but yes, thank you for coming to my Grill the Girlies. I may have to work out the logistics of that in the future, but I think... I like Grill the Girlies. I think it it's... um. Having a prepared list of answers might be helpful. <laughs> no, I think we need more like audio-based segments. It's so hard when you have to like think of the names, you know. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. You mm. gotta dig into Great. your McElboy's arsenal. That's a good idea. Okay. But okay, back to the race. Poor Lando. Yeah. Birthday boy. <laughs> Poor Lando. Poor yeah. McLaren. Yeah. Rough day at McLaren. I don't feel bad for McLaren. Just kidding. No, I do. I do feel bad for them. I feel feel something. (laughs) 
I definitely feel something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I feel bad for Zach Brown? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean, also, like, I feel like it's been interesting the way that, obviously, like, the Alpines and McLaren are, like, tightly competing for the mm-hmm. championship, and I feel like they just every other race one team just just gets demolished and then the other team does well and then the next race the other team gets demolished and the course of the weekend because Alpine had a terrible sprint and McLaren Mm. Lando was up in what was he like fourth no no he was not in fourth fifth was he in fifth he started fifth. There. He was in sixth for the race, and then Carlos said his penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, McLaren had a really good day in the sprint, and then it just like completely reversed fortunes mm-hmm. the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Lando was ahead of Carlos for the start of the race. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Now, the real you question know, I have really is between Ferrari and Mercedes who is going to finish second in the championship next week because I think it's like 19 points separate them now yeah they're very close yeah yeah should we take bets I don't really care top team who cares no I think I think Mercedes is gonna win I think Mercedes is on this like upward path there and Ferrari's kind of I think so. I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna say Ferrari because I think that Mercedes would need one of the Ferraris to either not score points or DNF. At least one, if not both of them. Unless they got another like one, two, which would be surprising. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be I'm sticking with Ferrari. Definitely the most interesting uh race there. I think um, but you know, okay, so I was reading. I, I think I was reading like an article where they were talking to Otmar about Alpine and this was in regards to um, Alonzo's DNF in Mexico city. But basically Otmar was like, listen, we want to, we like, we can't really improve the, I don't know. I'm <laughs> basically, he said, our goal was to push this car to the limits to work on improving reliability. And so yes, Alonzo DNF, but we're not like, like yeah we want to do better in the championship but like ultimately we want to improve reliability for next season so mm-hmm. we're going to run these cars until they catch on fire to find their so that we can so they're better next yes year. yes which um Ocon's car literally caught on fire after the sprint I know when I first saw the picture I, I didn't that. believe that it was actually true I thought it was like photoshopped as a joke so I think that to me, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I feel like Alpine has more strategy in their, like in what's happening right now. Whereas I feel like McLaren is just like trying their best. Yeah. I mean, Otmar, his years at Force India shows that he knows how to optimize what resources he has. Yeah. So. So that's so, my hot take for the day. Yeah. I'm excited for Pierre to be at Alpine next year to have a good car and see what he's able to do with it. 
when he yeah, doesn't crash be to bestie. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely gonna be spicy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I should like we uh way. should we get into the teammate drama of it all? Okay, Wait, we haven't really teammate specific drama. Can I just say <laughs> um Atlanto and Charles, I'm worried. <laughs> Lando took out Charles, like fully, <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like it's irreparable damage. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't feel like Lando like took him out on purpose. <laughs> That's it. That's you it. think no. it's gonna break up the streaming quartet, Sarah? Well, yeah. They're like buddy buddies. That's the thing. I feel like now, I don't know if this is true in the past, but I feel like these days, maybe because of the COVID stuff and all the streaming, Twitch, whatever, it's like this generation of drivers seems very tight and like actual friends. But then it's the days like today where you're like, oh, (laughs) they're really still like racing each other. (laughs) They will, you know, the claws are out (laughs) well there was an interview with Leclerc recently where they were like who is your like who's your closest friend on the grid and he was like Pierre is really my only like real friend Mm -hmm. I I don't think he meant it like none of them are my friends but he was like Pierre is my like actual friend and everyone else I would still be friends with if I wasn't driving and then I would see in life if I wasn't driving yeah it's like real friends yeah yeah, I think that's fair, but like I'm not actively trying to like make my work friends fail professionally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, that's like, I think I don't remember a ton about that crash, but I remember I didn't feel like he was like trying to do that. I think he no. couldn't like handle no, the I don't think he was. I don't think he was. <laughs> it was just. I think Charles on the radio like called him a dick. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Charles is on a tear right now. He is okay. He also like gave an interview recently where he was basically like, I want to be world championship and I'll do it wherever I have to. And people were like, <gasps> He seems to have finally given up Ow. that I'm going to play by Ferrari's rules to some degree. Although he him. still is. Like, he's still taking their strategy calls, I feel like. How did he end up on? Yeah freaking inters i know (laughs) i don't know i guess he had more fresh soft tires for the race but at what cost (laughs) well he ended up doing better in the race than checo and max anyways so yeah that was interesting when charles was like please think of the championship points what about my championship points on the yeah. radio so it, that's what there, happened, since you missed it that was uh-huh. that was basically the extent of it and apparently the okay the very sweet part of this is afterwards um they is apparently ferrari did not relay this message to carlos and carlos mm-hmm. was asked about it and he was like i wasn't asked on the radio but i would have done it for him which was I did see that I saw that 
Yeah, but of course, yeah. I, I say as a huge Carlos stan, like, of course he's going to say that. That's a win-win for him. <laughs> he didn't have to give up a position. And he yeah. like, I would have done it. And you're like... And he looks like and the shouldn't. perfect person where you have Max who everybody is just- That's why he said it. Awful. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly that's what he was I, doing. And it's, it's actually really- Now that's good Ferrari strategy where Ferrari's like, <laughs> if we don't tell Carlos, they will still be friends. But on our like team side, we don't think he should do that. But I also feel like Ferrari was basically like, Charles, it's not going to happen. <laughs> they were like we'll look into it let me look it up <laughs> well, let me look up where the standings are <laughs> there is a big difference between carlos losing a podium and max losing sixth place for seventh yeah and also is. in the race it was a very different situation because alonso was like flying and very close to charles mm-hmm. and carlos was like four seconds ahead of charles yeah so it was like he might have given up the position, or they might have both like lost third to Fernando Alonso. Yeah, that would have been, been, been exciting. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone could do it, it would be Fernando Alonso. Yes, it would. Absolutely, king of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't think those were like equal. I cannot believe Matt. Would yeah. not give up his place to oh. Checo. That was a real troll. And when he was like, "I've talked to you guys about this. Don't ask yeah. me." I was and like, "I've yeah, given you my say reasons. That. You have no <laughs> idea how mad I was." It. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where it's just like, in the grand scheme of things, it makes no difference if Max finishes sixth or if he finishes seventh right now. But it does make a difference to Checo. And it it also makes me really mad because of how many times Checo has done things that help Max of either like giving him a toe during qualifying, which hurts Checo's qualifying, or like literally in Abu Dhabi last year, it was because Checo held up Lewis Hamilton that it like kind of ruined Checo's race to some degree, but it made it so that Lewis Hamilton was not so far ahead that he could get a free stop pit stop when the safety car came in. And so Max was able to like stop and put on softs and Hamilton wasn't. And so Max wins and that's because of Checo. And then Max wouldn't do this like one simple thing to help Checo. And it, oh. But yeah, I think in the post race show that one of the like um, reserve drivers from Alpine I think was talking about it and was like well maybe Max is trying to get like the most points ever or something and was like literally why would he no that sucks that sucks because no, it yeah really it's like Checo's I was not like- impressed with his commentary I will say during that point <laughs> and was like I don't like that guy oh my god <laughs> no I, I think from what I've seen in this brief time since the race it seems like this has been this is the most united the f1 fan base has ever been <laughs> it isn't the though. anger towards max like i keep seeing comments from people who are like as a dutch man and a huge fan of max was <laughs> i am ashamed <laughs> as a dutch man i was seeing things about how apparently 
There's some theory that Checo in Monaco crashed in qualifying so that Max would not be able to improve his position. And so Max is mad at Checo from that. And that's why he wouldn't give the spot up. And oh my gosh. I saw like that. And crazy. I was like, I don't understand this. They were like, the <laughs> they made some comment about like that Checo was able to crash without damaging his car too much. And I was like, wait, what's happening? But okay. And the people who are saying this have said that either like Max or his dad have confirmed this. And I was like, what? Okay. To go to the Ferrari, like fanatic side of this, there are people in the Ferrari fandom who believe that, okay. So I think Santander is one of the um, sponsors for Ferrari and that's a Spanish Mm -hmm. bank. And they say that that the bank is making Ferrari favor Carlos and strategy. And that's why Charles is doing so poorly. What? I thought you were going to say that the bank was making Ferrari have horrible strategy and fail <laughs> season. No. So they could have some comeback next year or something. No. It's all to favor <laughs> Carlos. I'm like, it doesn't, to be yeah, honest, right. When you watch that, you're like, I don't really see Carlos being favored. I see Carlos being like, no, I'm not doing it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, Charles, like, like, am I the for only me, one on enters? I feel like Ferrari <laughs> and well, maybe is like Ferrari... one of the only teams that doesn't seem to have like a really strong one too. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah. Maybe oh yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yes, because I mean, which is fun to see, but it's also like. Maybe it's not working for them so well. Like, I don't know. Because I think think... Merck is still Hamilton's team. Red Bull will be Max's team until he leaves. Uh, McLaren is Lando's team. Mm -hmm. Alpine at the moment. Alpine, I I think, also has a very equal. Yeah. Alpine has a very, like, both drivers are. I think that that's Otmar's thing. He likes to let him fight it out. Yeah. Alphatori yeah, is Pierre's team. Alfa Romeo, I would say, is Bodas's team. Bodas, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get yeah. down into Billion that area, and then it's team. just like, who's the most senior? Who's driving Alex better. is more true. Yeah. yeah, but I think Ferrari, like, I think um, Mattia and, like, Ferrari has been pretty upfront about, like, we don't favor any driver. We just want them to be fast. And then mm-hmm. if they want to win, they can win. Because last year, Carlos was above Charles in the driver's standings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think their strategy seems like they're pretty like, we're out here, you guys race it out. And yeah. I, okay, yeah. I, going back to their strategy with qualifying with the tires, I feel like it could have happened that over the radio, they had conversations with both drivers where they're like, we think we should put one of you on slicks, one of you on inters to like split our strategy. And Carlos is like, I'm going on slicks. Yeah, there is a moment where Ricky and so says, then, no, no, no. There's a moment where Ricky says it's like starting to spit. And Carlos says, I don't care. Let's go for it. Put me on slicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Charles, because he doesn't say that, just gets put into, oh, you're going to be the opposite side of the split strategy you're getting injured i mean i feel like mclaren kept doing this to daniel last year they'd be like we're gonna try some tire stuff on your car this race yeah (laughs) i knew this but just i mean 
the truth is like the better you are at like maneuvering your team the better you're gonna be Mm -hmm. like Hamilton is not just like good because he's a good driver he's good because he has all of Mercedes behind him and he knows how to communicate about the car and get the strategy right yeah yeah which I feel like Max and Lewis go about forming the team around them into very different ways where Lewis is much more like subtle and behind the scenes and like I'm gonna work as hard as I can and it's almost like he tries to at least what it seems at least the way it's presented to the public is he tries to like convince the team to support him because of how like hard he's working and how good he is and Max is just like I am the best my car is the lead car and just like we are not willing to accept anything besides like getting the best of the best from them let's get into the like yos of it all because there's definitely I feel like there's still so much like speculating about how involved he is in what happens in Red Bull and like I there were when um, Carlos and Max were at Toro Rosso together there was a lot of like gossip about that their dads were really horrible with each other and like <clears throat> yeah that yeah, it was like the dads got along fine but the dads were like super manipulative and like it's all gossip who knows what's real but I feel like people still persist in the story of like Yost is back there like pulling strings to make things work the way they do at Red Bull these days yeah it's wild yeah I I would believe that and believe it's like what? and believe it okay wow <laughs> she's a Checo fan <laughs> she is really <laughs> Well, and I feel like I was, I just saw like a joking, like, um, Instagram reel where they were talking about like race engineers, um, in formula one versus in rally and how like in formula one, it's very like, stop talking. I need to concentrate. Hmm. And in rally, it's like the race engineer is super important because they don't practice the tracks a lot. And it's much more Mm -hmm. of a like team based endeavor. Not that Mm -hmm. Formula One isn't, but it's even more so in rally. And I was like, I wonder how much like, I don't That has impacted Carlos's driving? Yeah. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't think Carlos Sr. is there at all. That's like not the, I think he comes to like one or two races a year these days. But like- Mm. Because he's racing himself. <laughs> um, but but I'm like, if that's what you grew up around, if that's the way that you saw your parent like do their sport, then that's more how you build yourself. And people definitely think of Carlos as being like a team driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I Based off of the way that Carlos Sr. presents himself and is presented in Drive to Survive, I would Cannon. say I would be much more surprised of with him being manipulated behind the scenes at Toro Rosso compared to Yos. I wouldn't put it away though, because even like when Carlos got signed to Ferrari, he says that it was his dad who woke him up and was like, you have a Ferrari contract, come sign it. So obviously like, his dad is somewhat involved in yeah. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that like 
him like I know in one of the Netflix series probably the first one he says something Carlos Senior said something to the effect of like if I could just be his dad and not be Carlos Sainz I would want to do that but that to some degree has to be him presenting himself how he wants to present himself let's not deny too that this is the kind of sport that it's like basically a requirement to either have like family who like has history in this sport or family that's like obsessively supportive to the Mm -hmm. point of like spending all of their money invested in you doing the sport taking you to like racing like the amount of parental commitment I think that goes into something like this requires a certain amount of obsession from the parents probably and I can't imagine that that's just like dropping off immediately (laughs) once your kid gets into Formula One right like yeah so many of them have racing dads or dads who are buying teams for them or like I don't know if you've heard um, Lewis talk about his dad but his dad was like really really intense I don't think Mm -hmm. he had any history in racing but just like as a coach, as like a mental coach was just very, very intense, super high standards. And so I know like, that Lewis's dad was the one who like took him to all of the go-kart races and was mm-hmm. his mechanic for the go-karts. And also I think was his yeah. manager for a long time in Formula One until Lewis Probably. said like, we need to stop and try yeah. and actually have a relationship as father and son. Yeah. After we were yeah. from each other. Yeah. So I just, it's not surprising. It would not be surprising if father's parents are still trying to meddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sports dads think, do as sports dads do. Yeah. I think about that with Mick too and how much like he mm. doesn't have a meddling dad available. And I feel yeah. like he's struggling a little because of that. Like, I feel like, um, he just Vettel is helping him out pressure. as much as he can. Like, yeah, okay, so Vettel, and Vettel is like <laughs> the gonna be the person who plays by the rules and like will fight for Mick, but he's not gonna do anything dirty to fight for Mick. What do you think, think about the idea and, that I just had? Conspiracy theory: Mick, um, Schumacher's leaving for a year to try and come back next year to be on a team with Mick. <laughs> <laughs> you mean no. you mean Vettel? I mean Vettel. Is that what, Vettel not what I said? Can be a team you said Schumacher leaving to come back and with he's going to hire. Oh Mick. no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. You just said that Schumacher Vettel is going to start a team. Yeah, team principal at Audi. <laughs> Mick as a driver. And Daniel? who's the second driver? <laughs> Daniel. Daniel's Daniel's like Nico, been saying all stuff about he's German. how supportive. yeah I don't either I love them (laughs) I love the people who are like making fun of him on Twitter about how a horse could get into the Austin Grand Prix but he couldn't because he's not vaccinated (laughs) I remember that (laughs) they were like how does it feel knowing a horse can get into a Grand Prix when you can't (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) that's wild no okay but back to this the sub mick of it all 
I was thinking about this when you guys were doing the driver's rankings last week when I was listening to that episode because that is what made me become a huge Seb fan was watching the Seb make content from this year Mm -hmm. because it's so adorable like they're playing soccer (laughs) back in the paddock I don't know if you guys saw but Nick was uh Seb's driver in the driver's parade this weekend. I just saw a picture or like a I did like not five see second this. video and it was so it cute. It was so cute. That sounds very cute. <laughs> and also cute. make like went off the track to go really close to the fans and it was adorable. Oh yeah, I love um, that. I love that too. It seemed like the energy in Brazil was awesome. I follow yeah. Lewis Hamilton on Instagram. I know you guys don't because you're haters, but Lewis <laughs> like Lewis in Brazil is Danny in Austin, truly. So he had a great week. There was like a whole mural reveal. He was like hanging out in schools and like doing all this cute stuff and doing like carding in the streets. Yeah. But I saw Lewis very, like very so cute. much fun and so wholesome. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesomeness all around. Yeah. yeah you can only imagine I love it. what the crowd would have done. If Lewis had won. I know. I know. But eh, it's such a good race. Yeah. And he was it so gracious. Like Mercedes was letting them fight. Oh, yeah. Mercedes was like, yeah. race. Yeah. They said, what did they say? They George said, earned it. Respectful. Yes. That, that was in the yes. race. Don't do anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was during the safety car. George asked, like, are we going for the one two or are we racing? And his race engineer responded, well, you're racing, but be respectful. So funny. So, so funny. funny. Yeah. But yeah, we haven't even talked about George. His first yeah, win. We'll do a quick oh. Georgie boy. I was very happy for him. He earned yeah. it. Yeah. I think the best moment was watching his face when they were playing God Save the King. Which Queen. also Oh, King. Yeah, yeah, I know. First time that it's been first God Save the ever. King during Formula <laughs> One race. Oh. Are there words? Do they play the- words? No. <laughs> no, not in the no. So no. it's the same song. It's the same song. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but okay, oh why God, is Sarah. like George vacillates so much for me from just like so annoying to like such a little sweetie pie? It's like he's standing up there. So great. Yeah, like trying so hard not to cry just like you can tell that he's just like take it in take it in just live in this moment be present and it's just (laughs) very endearing and then sometimes you're like this freaking guy (laughs) yeah 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 like the episode where they showed him like getting his first points and getting that second place in spa in the last season of drive to survive that's a great episode and like he came off as just like for the most part very sweet and just like the way that he loved Williams and was like enjoyed fighting so hard with them to make any improvements yeah. was so it was wholesome. very cute that Williams mm-hmm. posted their little congratulations to yes. him yeah that I was wholesome that. yes it almost and- felt like a Daniel like when Danny won uh last year in Monza Mm-hmm. like yeah. it, it was that energy in the paddock I think because yeah. everybody was just like oh 
so happy for George. So proud of George, you yeah. know, like even Hamilton nice was like <laughs> nice and uh, nice to win one. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. first time race winners this year. Carlos Who's and George. Oh, Carlos. Yeah. Silverstone. Carlito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though I don't think those first time winners were quite as exciting as uh 2020 when it was Pierre and Checo. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because of what cars they are in. Pierre. Yeah. That was crazy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Pierre sure. might win in an Alpine next year. Now that would be fun. It would be. I'm ready to see Alpine be competitive because I feel like I forget about them and then I watch the races and I'm like, Oh, they're really doing it out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're really okay. doing it. They're really driving out there. Okay. It does really beg the question about the Atmar of it all with Aston Martin, where you're yes. like, yes. I mean, he went to Alpine and made Alpine incredibly competitive. And when he was at Aston In Martin, one they were. Season. Yeah. You're kind of like, What's going on here? Why would you lose him? That seems like a guy to keep around. Yeah. Yeah, an interesting character. He definitely is. He is secretly a very skilled behind the scenes operator of a team. Oh, he definitely is. I also agree. He's probably difficult to work with. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like people don't like him. (laughs) I was going to say it. But, okay, as a Checo fan, he's at Alpine. As a Checo fan, knowing that it was him and Checo that kept Force India together when yeah, they went yeah. through administration, that makes me think yeah. much more highly of Atmar. Yeah. I mean, he's been working with Alonso all year. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that, Sarah? How to deal with difficult situations. <laughs> I, I think Alonso is an incredible driver, but I've seen his edit, okay? I've seen his edit. He gives himself his own edit. He gives himself a rough edit, okay? He does. I think the moment that started to change how I thought of Alonso was when all of the drama about silly season started after he signed his contract with Aston mm-hmm. Martin. And then Alpine puts out the statement about uh, Oscar Piastri saying he's going to drive for Alpine. And then he tweets back, I'm not driving for you. <laughs> and Fernando Alonso <laughs> just posts an Instagram story like two minutes after those tweets <laughs> of him go-karting. And then he turns the camera around and gives a thumbs up. It was such perfect trolling of them of like enjoy all the chaos. I'm having fun. I'm Goku. I'm Fernando Alonso. This is what I do in my free time. After he had told Otmar that he was like, or well, I'm on a yacht. That Fernando had told him, I'm on a yacht. I don't have cell phone service. (laughs) What a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So perfect. Hmm. Anything else? Anything else to throw in there? Any other hot takes from this race that you remember? 
Not I mean, no. Charles also drove a very impressive. Charles and Verstappen he did. both really like pulled themselves mm-hmm. up. I couldn't believe no, they there was both really were able to good race. The race. Hamilton got driver of the day, which is great. He had a great drive, but there was so much good driving today. I think like almost anybody could have gotten it. like Charles could have gotten it easily. He had a great drive. Uh, Max, I guess, could have gotten it um george russell like he won the freaking he won his first race it was a fun race to watch yeah yeah i do think it's funny how like it seems like the person who wins the race never gets driver of the day yeah because they get the blessing of being the winner (laughs) (laughs) they don't need a second honorarium (laughs) maybe if it was like a real underdog or they like yeah. I bet Checo yeah. won driver of the day when he won that race he, in 2020. He did not. George did. <laughs> How do you he know was in that? Mercedes? Because I am obsessed with Checo, Sarah. We have we have made that official today. Ben wants to did marry Checo, but he's already like married <laughs> with three kids. He has children, and I know. I did not say <laughs> I want to marry Checo. Grace said that. That was a. That was a poke for you saying in the last episode that I wanted to marry Carlos well that's true <laughs> that's not true <laughs> whoa now who does Sarah whoa. want to marry Lewis Hamilton obviously yeah <laughs> she and says nothing she's like Lewis is the only driver cool enough for her that's true and he does yeah that would be kind of do you like dogs though uh his dog is cute roscoe (laughs) (laughs) she's like i think about it i think about it oh man well but great race loved it great great race back to brazil I did see a tweet from one of the WTF1 people saying that um, the way Formula One could become more like green and save on travel is just to have 24 races a year in Brazil. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, oh, that okay. Good. <laughs> Here's my last moment about the race. I loved in the after like the race winner conference when they were like what are you going to do to celebrate and George was like oh me and Carlos are on the same flight to Abu Dhabi and Carlos is like I told him I'd buy the, I'm I'll buy the drinks and George is like they're free on the airplane and then Carlos <laughs> said that's why I'm paying I'm paying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really good that was really so good. cute they're on the same private flight it's Same. very fun to see you guys see the the photos and videos did you guys see the videos of sebastian vettel like in a <laughs> in just in an airport like fully yes. just like yes. taking an economy flight to brazil yes. <laughs> i love it. I well, love it one time love. i called sarah up to to get my quick 
fan fiction moment in. One time I was talking to Sarah about some fan fiction I had read, I think about Pia Gasly, but it doesn't matter because the whole point that I was calling her mad about was that like in the fan fiction, they were like, all the drivers were on the plane together because it was more fun if they all took the same flight. (laughs) And I was like, this is not how any of this works. (laughs) I was like, I "I don't think so. They're all on the coach, on coach flight. They're all in coach together. And like Toto walks past you and is like, see you when we get there. And (laughs) can you imagine the chaos? So if all 20 of them, plus all 10 team principals were on the same like private chartered flight, it would be chaos. Which I guess I don't think they're I would watch that show. chartered flights all the time. Like I guess when they're doing like a flight from Brazil to Abu Dhabi is a long way. Maybe they are on Abu Dhabi. I don't know. Someone talked to me about the travel of it yeah. all. It yeah. The travel is crazy. And I also except I feel like Daniel is always posting pictures on private jets. But Daniel, like Daniel's working the friend angle where he's just like, I just get on the private jet of my friends. I don't even know whose jet this is. Yeah, I just <laughs> my buddy invited just me. Out. Yeah. But well, okay. And one of the crazy things about like F one trying to become more like eco conscious is that even if they plan all of the races, so they're all like region by region and they're all near each other most of the drivers want to go home in between races anyways so they're not going to be like oh this swing is all in asia so we're going to spend the next month and a half in asia at all these different races they're going to go home in between i don't know if that's true because i mean i think so much stuff yeah they do have a lot of stuff but that's why they have like three different sets of materials that they have like moving all over the world at a time I didn't know that. That's true. I think I watched a YouTube video once about the travel for Formula One. It was actually really interesting. <laughs> if you can find it, send it my way. I will. But yeah, but they were basically saying like every team has like three sets of stuff. I think it's three, maybe it's five. And so like a lot of the stuff is getting shipped by like boat from yeah. place to place. And so they're like, you know, you have weeks mm-hmm. between when you like take something down and it shows up in the next place where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I was also thinking more about just like sure. the drivers themselves. Yeah. They will want to fly home and like be with their families. And well, what I was going to, I get, definitely hear what you're saying, but I think when they're like so far away, they like actually prefer to get there early to deal with like the jet lag and the like yeah. environmental changes. So I mm-hmm. don't know how much they're flying home. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? That's but, a question we can ask a Formula One driver when they're <gasps> on our pod one day. Perfect. Okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> okay. Do the outro, Anne. Start singing the song. Just kidding. Thank you all so much for joining us this week on the We Don't Know Wheel F1. We'll hopefully see you all next week in Abu Dhabi to wrap up this crazy season. I wonder who's going to win the Drivers' Championship. I wonder as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the edge of my seat. The best constructor of them all.
Bye. Bye, everyone.